To the untrained eye, real estate is the business of shelter, of comfort, of home. But industry insiders know that just behind the curtain resides a world teeming with innovation and disruption and sometimes brutal competition. And there, in the midst of it all, stand our industry leaders, the folks with the answers to our million-dollar questions in real estate. We've got one of those leaders here for you today. I'm Jessica Edgerton. And I'm Tarko Heidinga from leading real estate companies of the world. Let's pull back the curtain. Welcome to Million Dollar Question. This is a Soulfire production. Carolyn Rawson is the president of the Ebby Halliday family of companies. She's been with Ebby since she was 21 years old mentored by the iconic Ebby Halliday herself. This is a company that was founded by a powerful woman in a time when powerful women-owned businesses were practically unheard of. In Carolyn's 40-plus years with the company, she has risen through the ranks from sales agent to sales manager to SVP, and now to the helm of a group of companies whose reach spans over 12,000 square miles across Texas and Oklahoma. When you are in conversation with Carolyn Rawson, she is fully present with you. In this age of distractions, it's an unusual experience and an extremely gratifying one to be in the company of someone who refuses to allow distractions to come into play. It feels like a gift, which actually fits well with Carolyn's leadership style, which is intentionally centered on service service to her agents, staff, and clients. That service mentality, that generosity of spirit, the ability to be fully present are tools she shares with her staff and agents as well, all of which and more has made her a central figure in the growth trajectory and sustained success of one of the most powerful brokerages in Texas and beyond. Let's hear from Carolyn. Hi, Carolyn. Hi, Jessica. Good morning. Good morning. It is great to see you. We got to hang out recently at our, our conferences in person a little bit. Um, it's nice to have this virtual option, but it's always it's always the best to see you in person. I agree. It thank was you. so fun. Great conference. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here today. Um, I'm excited to talk to you. There has been a lot happening in the Ebby world, and you are the woman to to give us the breakdown on that and on the market, and there's just a lot to cover today. So why don't we start a little bit with talking about um, the Ebby Halliday family of companies. Tell me about the history of the company um, and uh, its growth, its market area, just sort of give our listeners a, a view of what the company is all about. Perfect. So, Ebby Halliday Realtors was founded in 1945 by the one and only Ebby Halliday herself. And here we are today, Jessica. We've grown to 34 offices, over 2,000 agents. We have three brands of Ebby Halliday Realtors, Dave Perry Miller Real Estate, and Williams True, spanning over 12,000 square miles in North Texas and now into Oklahoma. We are a full-service full service brokerage company that offers a one-door experience of both, of all things, real estate. So brokerage, mortgage title, and insurance, as well as property management. So Ebby started something pretty darn good in 1945, which frankly, in that day and time, 
women didn't own businesses. And so we are very blessed to just continue the great legacy that she started. I actually would love to sort of work that vision in and, and that history into the next question, which is, is your leadership. You have been a leader in Ebby for over 40 years and actually just recently were named uh, president of the company. So congratulations to you on that. Um, talk a little bit about uh, the, 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 the role change, but I think even before that, let's dig in a little bit to the history in the company of strong women leaders, because that really is um, a beautiful thing, especially to your point that it goes back to a time when this really was a true rarity. Absolutely. And thank you, uh, Jessica, for, for the kind words. Abby truly believed in mentorship, mentorship of all people, but primarily women. And one of the things that always touched my heart about how she built and grew her company is that she would, in the early stages of building her company, she would have widows who lost their husbands, had no way of making a living and supporting their families, she would have them come in and just sit with her. And she would let them listen to how she conducted business, how she spoke to people, how she went through a uh, real estate contract. And so, you know, when you start a company by giving to people, and, and she just gave with her whole heart, um, one of the things that I remember about her early on in my career, I started with Abby when I was 21 years old. And one of the things I remember, I said to her, Abby, I'm so excited to get to work for you. And she said, oh, no, honey. She put her hand on my shoulder and she said, oh, no, honey, you do not work for me. You work with me. We work together. And so one of the things that I always carried forward in my leadership is that it's the people who are out there every day doing the business that we serve. And those are the people that you really work towards. There's no leader that's needed without the people in the trenches and doing the work. So that is, I was raised, Ebby was my mentor. She truly was my mentor. And so what a blessing it was for me. Um, in kind of talking about my roles and how they've changed, I became a sales leader very early in my career at the age of 29, which was very rare in that time in our company because most of our sales managers at that time were quite a bit older. And uh, it was a challenge for me, but one that I accepted with vigor and uh, when Mary Frances Burleson, who was our president at that time, offered me the job, Jessica, I didn't even ask her what she was, what I was going to make. I mean, money was not the issue for me at that time. It was just such a great opportunity as a young woman to step into leadership and to serve the agents that I had been working with every day. So I guess in talking about that, going from a sales leader in an office, my last office was in the South Lake. Uh, marketplace, and I grew that office, built a new office, and grew it to 92 agents, very successful, became uh, in 2018 
we uh, were purchased by Home Services of America. Yeah. And I became a senior vice president and shifted, was still a sales leader in the Southlake office, but then shifted and uh, the region, our company was divided into two. And so the other senior vice president, Melinda Howe, took half of the company and I took half of the company. Basically what that means is that I went from 92 agents to maybe a thousand, but more importantly, supported the sales leaders in each of their offices. So I had about 15 offices. She had about 15 offices. And so we were able to support our sales leaders and be in the offices with the agents. Uh, And then today I have the opportunity to be everywhere and uh, be able to travel all the region and just be in the offices with the agents. I will say to you, my favorite thing to do is literally just go into a branch office and sit there and work in the agent area with them. And, you know, they're always astonished. They're like, you're going to sit here with us? And I, yes, because this is where I can find out what's going on and I can hear, you know, just the buzz of the marketplace and what you're doing. And so that has been just a true joy for me to be able to um, just be a part of their daily life and what they do. So, And it sounds like it's a really a a leadership style that honors Evie, that 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 really coming in and being with the folks that are part of of your company. Um, So it's it's an amazing trajectory. You started at 21 as an agent, sales manager at 29, SVP and now president over those years. How has, it sounds like there's some consistencies there in terms of the mentorship and the rest of it. What has changed though for you in terms of the way that you've approached leadership, both from your lessons and maybe also with the changing times? Great question. I would say, first of all, my uh, vision has become wider because as you move into different roles, um, you know, you really have to have that that view of the entire vision. And so today, you know, there's, um, I had strategic planning going on in an individual branch office. Now today it's the wider vision of the entire company and our three brands. And, um, and so I would say the strategic plan and focus has grown larger. One of the things that's always been incredibly important to me, though, Jessica, with that is keeping, while we are a large company, keeping that focus of one person at a time. You know, I always said to an agent that I was coaching, listen, we can take this market. We're going to do it one sign at a time, one client at a time. And so my philosophy has always been, while now as president, my vision is broad for the entire company. When I'm in an office, when I'm with an agent, it really is singular and focused on that agent. And that's what Ebby did better than anybody. Uh, and so that's how I learned. And I'm just so grateful for that because wherever you go, people know who Ebby was. And if they didn't know her or never got to meet her, they've read about her and they know the um, iconic, trailblazer that she was. And uh, that's just been such an honor for me and something that I have never taken for granted. 
You have a beautiful company culture. It's one of the things that you're famous for. You also have a number of brands now under the Ebby umbrella. How do you keep, especially as you continue to expand and grow, cohesion across all of those different uh, brands and companies? Yes, critically important. And you're correct. We have three brands. I would say the most important piece of that are the people. And so, you know, regardless of the brand that you are under or that you work um, with, you still have a service mentality regardless of which brand. And so I will say we celebrate the cultures in each in all three of our brands and uh, they are a little bit different. But again, all of our brands knew Ebby, and uh, it's part of our uh, education with new agents that come in that uh, we're growing our company, but we want them to know where we started because you got to know where you start before you can advance and move ahead. And so our brands, we are a family. Our sales leaders all come together in uh, two meetings a month. We have a leadership meeting that includes all our department heads all of our sales leaders, and then our senior vice president, Melinda Howell, leads just the sales leaders in a uh, focused meeting called Stronger Together that uh, I participate in as well. And just, you know what? We listen. We listen to our sales leaders. We listen to our agents. And, um, you know, you adjust. You adjust how you approach opportunity. You adjust how you approach challenges. And um, uh, I think the other thing that really keeps us focused on uh, uh, with all three brands is really our mission, which is people first, lasting relationships and elevating real estate. And if we just focus on those things, of course, Ebby was always people first. And uh, that's the business we're in is people. So I hope that answered your question. It did. Um, and and sort of continuing on that, you are continuing to grow, right? You acquired uh, two companies last year, is that right? Cornerstone and, and Hayden Real Estate, um, and and continue to bring on really strong uh, agents as well. As you continue this um, this growth, especially in a in a market that call it what you will, normalization, but you know. Uh, <laughs> I was I was on uh, our economic insights yesterday with Marcy Russell, and she equated the economy to uh, the Mona Lisa smile, which I thought was really elegant. Um, but you never quite know what you're going to get right now. Every time you look at it, it's a little different. So as you continue to grow as a company, um, both organically and, and in terms of strategic acquisitions, what are you keeping at the forefront of your mind? Not only as you vet companies and, and vet acquisition targets, but but also in terms of once the acquisition has happened, really ensuring that there is a cohesion there post-acquisition? Great question. And, you know, it's so interesting because there are so many opportunities out there right now as the market has normalized. And uh, there are brokerage firms looking for financial stability. There are brokerage firms looking to, uh, that are smaller brokerage, brokerage firms uh, that know that what they are offering their agents is not enough and there's not enough education and that kind of thing. So what I would say here is strategic is the key and each opportunity is different. So you listen 
You listen a lot. You ask a lot of questions. And sometimes it's a fit to grow in that area or that marketplace. And sometimes it isn't. And I think what our leadership team, our executive team is really, really good at is collaboration as a team. And we look at each opportunity, we talk about it, and we make a decision that is best suited, not just for us as a company, but also the opportunity, the company that we're talking with. And so the, the thing that cannot change is the level of service we provide to our client and customer out there. And so um, it's one of the things our company is known for. It's one of the things our agents are known for. I can't tell you how many times I'll talk to a partner out there in the industry that surrounds a real estate transaction, and they'll say, I knew it was an Evie agent. I knew it was a Dave Perry Miller agent or a Williams True agent because of the level of knowledge and skill and compassion. And that's important to us as a leadership team and something that we are not willing to compromise on. I love that you bring up compassion too, because I think that the next thing I want to talk about it a little bit is the market. And um, that not only has to do with the realities of it, and given that the market, especially in our, our industry, is, is local, I'd love to hear sort of what's happening on the ground in your local market. Um, but I, I think right now, buyers and sellers are, are all feeling uh, a lot of uncertainty and uh, coming at uh, those transactions and those those potential uh, relationships from a place of camp compassion is probably one of the keys to your agent success right now in this kind of market. Correct me if I'm wrong. You are absolutely on point. And you know, Jessica, this is not the first time we've seen an adjusting market. I've seen many. And can you imagine how many Ebby saw in her lifetime? And so the one thing that never changes regardless regardless of what the interest rates are, regardless of how much inventory we have, regardless of who's the president of the United States, what doesn't change is the desire for a client to feel that you are the expert, that you are going to guide them appropriately. And sometimes it means guiding them to say, this isn't the right time for you to purchase, or this isn't the right time to sell your home. Um, Compassion never should leave the table. And every circumstance, every client, every property is different. And it's one of the things that as I talk to agents, I hear it. I hear the challenges, if you want to call them that, but how they are focused on each and every client, individual you know, it's one of the things I've always loved about our industry and why I've never grown tired of it is that every market's different, every day's different, every client's different, every home's different. And I love that. I think it keeps us on our toes. I think it's incredibly important as a brokerage firm to make sure that your agents are well-versed in the marketplace. They know what's happening because it's our job to calm the anxiety that's out there in the marketplace. And so it's a great time to sell. It's a great time to buy. And uh, yes, there have been some adjustments. Buyers, I believe, are becoming used to the new norm. The interest rates are not 3% anymore. Right. And one of the things that we said early on when there were beginning to be adjustments is, listen, marry the house 
date the rape. You've heard that. Yes. And we did a, a very large social media campaign about that because we were finding that buyers really did want to buy, but yet, oh, I have to uh, perhaps, you know, compromise in what I want on a home right now. And I don't want to do that. And so we, uh, along with Prosperity Home Mortgage, who's our lender, it was important for us to um, allow and, and make sure our agents knew what was happening and what services and offerings we had and how to talk to a, a client, whether they be a seller or a buyer. And so we have always, for many, many years, I, I think Ebby was a leader in that one door experience. And you've heard it called one stop shop, but we like to call it a one door experience because consumers today want you to take the edge off. They want you to take some of the stress away from them. Yeah. They want you to guide them. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I think sometimes agents are a little skittish about that. Like, oh, I don't want to interfere in their, in their, perhaps they already have a lender, but you know what? It's our job. It's our job to say to them, hey, listen, it won't hurt to get a, a second option, a right. second opinion, a second uh, person to talk to. And so one door experience is very important to us as a company. We know that many brokerage firms have come on board of late to have a mortgage company, a title company, an insurance company. But again, all of those things were created in our company to provide service to our client. And uh, so that is something that we are focused on. We're focused on having skilled people in each of those areas to provide the same level of service that the Abby Halliday companies are known for. Wonderful. One, one door experience. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, we are in a shifting market. Uh, there is, I, I think, hopefully we're going to continue to see things trending in the right direction through the end of the year. We might be seeing the last little, little Fed doing its thing here coming up uh, at the next meeting. And then maybe we're going to we're really going to start to see some downward trends uh, in the right direction. With all of these questions, though, go, going back to the Mona Lisa smile, what are you and your, your sales managers talking to the agents about in terms of what the focus should really be through the end of the year? Wow. This is a topic that is just top of mind. Yeah to every sales leader, every leader, every support team member, um, every brokerage president, CEO is, what are you telling your, what are you focusing on with your teams out there? And you know what? This is it. It's real simple. Touch people, touch them, pick up your phone, call them, schedule coffees, schedule lunches, reach out to them. Is it a sales call? No. How are you? Hey, I drove by your house the other day. Your landscaping looks amazing. Yeah. Hey, how are you? I noticed on social media that you have a new puppy in your household. Or, hey, I noticed you have a new grandbaby. Or whatever it is. It's something that has been ingrained in me since I was a very little girl. Is that at the end of the day, it's about the human connection. It's humanity. It's that human connection. It's, it's what we have. It's really what we have, regardless of what business that we are in, it's important to touch people. And so my advice to agents is, listen, reach out and touch your people. And one of the things that they'll say to me is, I'm a little embarrassed. I haven't called them in 
nine months or it's been a year and a half since I spoke to them. I said, guess what? They don't have on their calendar when you call them last. And they're going to be thrilled to hear from you that you thought of them. And so I would say that is the most, most important piece for really a sales leader and a support staff too, because Jessica, let's face it, agents, the way agents work today has changed and we can't have our head in the sand about that. It's changed. The pandemic changed it. And uh, as leaders, we have to embrace that and we have to meet an agent where they are. And so as a sales leader, as a support team in an office, if you haven't seen an agent in a few days or weeks, pick up the phone and call them. Check on them. Uh, they don't want to be on an island by themselves, but they have found a new way to work. And so it's important that we show the same love and support to our team. Retention is huge right now with any brokerage firm out there. Retention is huge. Um, and, you know, the other thing I like about a normalizing market a lot of the people that got in the business because it was easy yeah. are leaving the business. Yep. And you know what? We need that, Jessica, because every client, regardless of price point, marketplace, it doesn't matter. They deserve a professional yep. and they deserve someone who knows the skill and the trade and how to counsel and how to guide. Because every day we're in real estate, but our clients are not. They don't sell their home often. They don't purchase a home often. And so I think uh, retention is just, retention is just a very important piece right now in any brokerage firm. 100%. So Carolyn, this is the question that I end each podcast with, and I'm excited for your answer, um, especially given all of the different levels of experience that you've had. Over the years, what is the piece of leadership advice that you had been given at some point in your career that you find yourself returning to over and over again, both for yourself and imparting um, it on to aspiring leaders? Be yourself. Be yourself and be authentic. That's what people want. Um, and be with them. Like, be present. If you're there with someone, be present and be with them. Um you know, at the end of the day, people want to know a couple of things about you. They want to know, do you care about me? They want to know, can I trust you? And they want to know, can you take me where I want to go? And so I have never forgotten how Ebby made me feel as a young woman. And uh, anytime I was in front of her, we could have been in a crowd of people. But if I was in front of her, her eyes were on me. She was focused on what I was saying. She knew about me and the successes or the challenges that were happening. And, um, you know, the other thing I think people in leadership, especially new leaders coming in, maybe they're replacing someone in a role. And I think they think they have to be, oh, I need to be like them. In order for people to like me, they were successful. I better be like them. And you know what? God gave us all different talents and all different spiritual gifts. And so be that. Be who you are and just be present. What a perfect note to end on, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Thank you for being present with us today. 
um, and for your stories and wisdom. And I hope I get to see you soon again in, in person as well, because it's always a delight. Thank you. Jessica, it was a pleasure. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this amazing podcast. And thank you for being our partner in business. You're amazing. Always. Talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Be well.